As always, it's so good to be with you. And how are we doing, church? All right, good. We're in the new year, aren't we? That's good. Well, uh, today we celebrate, it's a very special feast day. It's called the Solemnity of the Epiphany of the Lord. Now, when I was learning about Catholic theology and all these kinds of things, I was, uh, first of all, I thought, what is epiphany? What, is that, what does that mean, you know? Uh, we Catholics have lots of fancy words. And uh, so I thought about it in terms of today's modern culture and what might be an epiphany. A couple of thoughts came to my mind. One is an aha moment. Have you ever had one of those? It's sort of like you're going along in a boom. Oh, that's an aha moment. <laughs> I just came to realize something. Uh, another commonly used phrase when we talk about that is a light bulb goes off in your head. You ever had that? You ever said, oh, there's a light bulb goes off in my head. And basically what you're saying is, hmm, I can see, you know, here's some light. I can see what is going on for me. And that's what this is. That's, that's what the epiphany of the Lord is today. It's the aha. You know, this is, this is big stuff. It's really big stuff. And one of the direct giveaways as to what the epiphany is about is the three wise men. Now, I like the older tradition. I know we have fewer people that can do things and stuff today in terms of getting ready for Christmas, but I like the older tradition of where the, the three wise men don't show up until the epiphany of the Lord. That's when they show up. And uh, I, I was in one church one time where they started all the way to the back and they really could move them up a little closer, you know, until they, until they got there. And of course, by then they weren't in a manger, they weren't in a barn, but uh, they were in some kind of residence or home. But uh, it's, it's the giveaway, see? It's the giveaway. What, what is the giveaway about it? Well, they're the first non-Jewish people recorded in Matthew's gospel who recognize who Jesus is. The key is non-Jewish. That's the, that's the key. That's, that's where we're going to go today as we talk about salvation uh, is, is that very, very important point. See, one of the, there's a few things you need to understand to really grasp the meaning, the significance of the event that uh, took place at that time. Uh, one is that God had called the nation Israel to be his people. Isn't that what he said in the scriptures? I will be your God, you will be my people. That was special. And uh, that had special ramifications and many blessings and many responsibilities that, that other nations, God didn't hold them to that level of accountability. But uh, that's what it was. And we've sort of, you know, we've sort of, uh, we see that and realize that, but epiphany is the aha moment. The light bulb goes off when we realize that salvation is open for everybody. That's different. See, that's different. Uh, this is called the new covenant. The old covenant we see in, in the Old Testament, this is the new covenant. This is God establishing a new covenant with his people. And who are his people? See, it's not the same nation anymore. Who is it? It's those who have received Jesus into their lives. Uh, isn't that what Peter said? He said to the church, he said, church, you are God's own people. There's that adoption. 
you are a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. And I always like that when we use that uh, prayer and stuff in, in the uh, preface of some of the prayers that we pray during the course of the Mass. And that's exactly what it is. See, God is adopting you. Now you become his people. He's expanding it. Now, this raises the big question. This is the question. We, we don't think about that today, you know. That was 2000. Back in those days, you couldn't get a bigger issue to deal with than that. I mean, that was the ultimate issue to deal with. But that's changed now. That's different. Uh, we've, we've almost flip-flopped to the other side, where we see salvation is universal for everybody. But is that true? I don't think that's what the scriptures teach us. Scriptures teach us something different. Yeah, it's true that salvation is open for anybody, but it's for all those who will receive him. See, this is really important. This, this really gets into the life of the church. Salvation is a choice. I cannot make you love me. You know, I, Clarence, I can't make you love. Clarence, love me. Clarence says, what are you talking about? You know, but you can love me. You can choose to love me, and I can choose to love you. And it's the same thing with salvation. We have to make a choice. And what God has done is he's opened the gates to where that we can do that. And our choice will affect our decision and the outcome in life. Um, so, but that raises a big question. See, this is where we are today. The way our culture and society has dealt with this issue is to say that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you believe, just be a good person. You ever heard somebody say that? Be good, do good. That's not doing good over there, that's a person. See, Jesus says you got to believe in the person. That's why he came, that's God in the flesh over there, folks. That's who he is, that's God in the flesh over there, see. He's a person, and he's performed something that's really significant and uh, that's very important. So, of course, the natural question that goes, if it's not universal, then what about all those who've never heard? Have you ever thought about that? What about all the people who've never heard about Jesus? What's God going to do with them? You ever thought about that? I'm sure you have. Surely you've thought about that. Uh, you know, what's God going to do with them? Well... What do you think he's going to do? <clears throat> if you look in the scripture, it's, it's very clear. It's extremely clear. What happens is there comes a day, it's called the day of judgment. You ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all clear. It's all laid out there. And after the Lord returns, he takes his people to be with himself, there's a day of judgment. And we stand before the Lord and we give an account for what we do. That's, that's the way it works, isn't it? I mean, that's our faith. At least that's our faith. That's the way we, you know, that's the way we believe in, in the church. And it's not like the Lord's standing there, oh, come on in, guys. Come on in, guys. Come on in. Yeah. Well, there wouldn't need to be any judgment, would there? What are we judged on? I think that's the important thing. When we think about those that have never heard Christ, you'll be judged on what you know. There's the difference, what you know. Uh, 
you know, if you've lived somewhere, you've never heard the name of Jesus. Is Jesus going to condemn you? No. He's not going to condemn. He's merciful, isn't he? He's merciful. Uh, the illustration that comes to my mind is my mother. Oh, boy. You ever gone out and done something? And she, you, it was wrong. You didn't know it was wrong, though. Mom's ready to reel you in, you know? And, uh, but mom, I didn't know. I didn't know that was wrong. You ever done that? Well, sure you've done that. Okay, don't do it again, right? There's the mercy. There's the justice, isn't it? But that second time, that's a little different, isn't it? Mom, I didn't know. What did mom say? You know better. You ever said that to your child? Of course you have. You know better than that. Now, that makes you accountable. Why? Because you know better. So, you know, we have to realize, thank God that Jesus is very, very merciful. He's a great judge when it comes time to judge. But salvation is not universal. We talked today about the universal Christ, the cosmic Christ. That's the Christ over there. Okay, that's him over there. A real flesh and blood fully divine, fully human person. And so what that means is that we give an account for what we know. Now what's the implication of that? You know a lot, don't you? You know a lot. You, uh, you come here Sunday after Sunday. You receive the Eucharist. You pray. You receive the, the word of God. All the, you know better right? Of course you do. You know better. So you're given, you're given more. Well, the question that people always ask me, I mean, people literally ask me this question. I, I mean, seriously, I could tell you some stories. You know, well, let's think of it this way. If, uh, you know, if, if God's going to hold me accountable, I don't want to know. You ever thought, heard of that? I don't want to know. Well, that's not an excuse, is it? You can't do that. Uh, it, it doesn't work that way. But I don't want to know. Well, why would you want to know? Why would you rather be somebody sitting in this church today who's uh, found Christ as opposed to somebody that's a good person out there in the world that's never heard the name of Jesus? Why would you want that? Well, you'd want it because of the joy being a Christian is joy. Oh, I love it. Don't you love being a Christian? Don't you love what Christ does in your life? Well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, uh, in the old days, it's like baptism. People would wait till the last second to get baptized. Why would you do that? So all your sins are covered. Well, I hope you'd make it before you get before you die but that that was common practice back then what well, makes no sense see here it is with the church you got to remember this because i'm talking to the church today uh, the church you have what's called responsibilities you have responsibilities you also have what the church calls as freedoms it's a mutual kind of thing you have you have a wonderful situation here 
And what you have to do is be responsible and enjoy the freedoms. Now, what we like to do sometimes is enjoy the freedoms and not be responsible. Well, that makes no sense. I mean, if you think about it, if you love God, that makes no sense. Because if you love God, you know, you're going to be responsible because of the joys that you have that are, that are in him that are through Christ. But you will be accountable. I have to tell you that. I have responsibility to tell you. You will have greater accountability when you stand before the Lord. You will, because you know, you know. But you know, because it's awesome. That's why Jesus came. See, eternity doesn't begin when we, when we cross into the pearly gates. Eternity begins right now, walking with him. What a beautiful, beautiful thought. God bless all of you.